Hear ye, hear ye! Let it be known that on this day the Queen will provide counsel to her loyal subjects. You're invited to tea with the Queen. Please make haste. Thanks for joining me on Queen's Council. Today we're talking goal setting. Does the word goal setting just make you want to shrivel up and die? (laughs) Some of my clients have said that to me. And I have to help them reframe their brain. I have to say to them, all right, let's not set goals. Let's work out what you'd like to achieve for the year. It's my sneaky way of getting goal setting done. First, I want to tell you a story, though. I had a whole marriage strategy. That's a story for another podcast. But on my honeymoon, I said to my husband on day two, I think we need a five-year plan. (laughs) He said, can we just have a honeymoon? And I'm like, no, you're not married to a business coach and then we don't set goals. So we set goals over beer and prawns and we made a five-year plan. Now, our five-year plan had personal things in it like building a house, professional things for him like he wanted to become a school teacher. So how are we going to transition from him from being a carpenter to a school teacher? There were things like Emma wants to start a business. And then there were other silly things like Emma wants to learn to cook. Now, for everyone who knows me, I do not cook. It's by choice. He's a great cook. I don't need to cook. So I put that one on to appease him, but really no intention to hit that goal. Anyway, we did a five-year plan. And after five years, I pulled it out. Have to say, actually, each year I pulled it out and we reviewed the plan to make sure that we were on track with what we wanted to do. Because it's not enough just to write a plan and then stick it in a drawer. I mean, you can try and manifest it all you like, but unless you actually do the work, it's probably not going to happen. So each year we pulled the plan out, we reviewed the plan to see if we were any closer to our goals. And I am delighted to say at the five-year mark, I pulled it out and I poured us glasses of champagne. Well, I don't drink, but fake champagne. And I toasted the fact that, oh my goodness, we had achieved everything plus a little bit more in our five-year plan. That felt so good. And that is what it feels like when you hit your goals. So today we're talking about business goals. So why bother setting business goals? It's a great question. Why not just fly by the seat of your pants? Why do we do a business plan in the first place? Then to put it in the top drawer. I agree with you. But do you know what? I think people get a bit hung up about setting goals. I like to talk about SMART goals. And SMART goals means really specific. We can measure them. We work out if they're achievable and realistic and they're normally time-bound, right? So for us, for our five-year plan, my husband was a carpenter. So one of the goals was for him to become a school teacher. So that was in the five-year mark, right? So we started the goal, second day of marriage, and within five years, he wanted to become a school teacher. So the time frame was already there. So then what we did was we worked backwards. All right, what does that mean? It means he needs to apply for uni. It means he probably needs to tell his boss at the time what he was planning to do. It means he we probably need to work out how Emma becomes the main breadwinner. It means all the logistics that go around becoming a uni student for the first time. So the reason that we set goals in the first place is then to work backwards. So from a business perspective, let's say you wanted to bill 100000 across the year. Then what we would do is take the 100000 and go, how much do we need to make a month to make that work? And then from that, 100000 divided into 12 is $8,333.33333. Right? So 
what we then need to do is go, okay, well, if I need to make $8,333, what are the services that I need to sell and how many of them do I need to sell in order to hit that goal each month? I would love to tell you it's more complicated than that, but I promise you that it is not. It is simply a case of understanding your numbers and then working back from there. So imagine you're selling widgets and you know you need to make X amount of widgets to make $8,000 a month. Then you have to get on to the marketing and selling of those actual widgets. The beautiful thing about setting goals is clarity. Those of you that know me know I love clarity and clarity loves a plan. And so when we're setting goals, making sure that we're getting crystal clear on what it is that we want to achieve. One of the questions I get asked is how far out should you set goals? And it's a great question. My five-year plan was a little bit tongue-in-cheek, but at the same time, I knew that we had some big goals. And I knew that uni, for instance, would take Mark four years. So when I'm setting goals for my business, I have a five-year plan. There is no doubt in my mind, but it's flexible And I review that plan every single quarter. So I look at that plan and I go, are these things still achievable and realistic with the amount of things that I have on or do I need to tweak my plan? It's fine to flex your plan. Goals don't have to be set in stone. In fact, goals should be there as a guiding light, not as something that cramps your style. Yeah. So when I'm looking at my goals, I look at the high-level goal first. What's the goal? And then I break it down. All right, what does that mean from a quarterly perspective? What does that mean from a monthly perspective? What does that mean I need to be doing weekly? And if you want to get really anal, what do you need to be doing daily? For me, we have talked about sales on this podcast. And one of the things that I do daily is sales. Because I don't know about you, but cash flow can be lumpy when you're running a small business. One of the reasons that cash flow is lumpy is because you're not doing sales regularly enough and therefore you get busy delivering whatever the service is and therefore after a few months you're like, where are all the sales? So that's why I like to make sure that we do things on the regular. Now, I had a client who wanted to move the dial on her business. When she came to me, she was making $35,000 a year. She was actually doing really well. She was working part-time. She had the flexibility that she needed, which is why many of us go into business, but she knew she could be doing better. I said to her, how about we aim for 100,000? And she almost choked on her cup of tea. I could see her doing that. And she said, well, I'm willing to give it a go. I'm like, awesome. So then what we did was we worked backwards from the 100,000. We went, how many clients do you need each month? Again, the 100,000 number. So 8333 is what she needed as monthly income. So we worked out, she was already at $2,916 a month. So how I worked that out was she earned $35,000 a year. I divided that by 12 and she was making $2,916. So that was already banked. So she only needed an extra $5,416 to hit 8333, which would then extrapolate out after 12 months to 100000 So then we got to work and went, okay, what is it that you're selling and how many people need to buy this thing month on month in order for you to hit that number? After 18 months, she hit $220,000. Now, she blitzed her 100K challenge with me. 
And the reason that she blitzed it is because she had belief in herself that she could actually do it. Did it take mindset work? Of course it did. Did it take a sales strategy? Of course it did. Did it take goal setting at the very beginning and then smashing the goal out of the park? Of course it did. But she was committed. And I think the first sale is always to yourself. If you can sell $35,000 worth of services or product in a year, you can sell $100,000 worth. If you can sell $100,000 worth, you can sell $200,000, $300,000. Yes, there will be pain. You'll get into this space, which I call the messy middle, which is when your systems and your processes don't keep up and you don't have enough staff. But that's the beautiful thing about growth. Sometimes when we grow, we feel those growing pains. So I know that this system works. I know popping a goal on a page, keeping it visible and within reach and working on it every single day pushes us towards what we actually ultimately want, which is whatever the goal is. And I love working with people on this, especially when they're crystal clear about their goal. I have people that say to me, Emma, I want to make 200000 I'm like, yes, let's do this. I've got people who want to have multi-million dollar businesses. I also help them do that. I have people who are doing startups and they're like, I just want to get off the ground. Great. If you've got the motivation, let's do it. So I don't think there's much that gets in the way if you set goals and you keep them visible. Anyway, I'm ranting now. Thanks for listening to my TED Talk. Thanks for listening to Queen's Council. Let us know how you go. Did this one make sense? Do you feel like you need to revisit your goals? Do you need to have some more solid goals? We would love to help and we would love to hear how you go. Thanks for listening to Tea with the Queen. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It really does help to get the word out. For more about me, please visit emmamcqueen.com.au and I look forward to your company next episode. Thank you for coming. 